0: Cool. Hey, 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 welcome everybody. We're here at the Crown Podcast in a whole new setting for you guys. You see the guys that work today, you know. We couldn't get to you guys this Sunday, and I just want to apologize real quick for that. But today we are here, we're eating lunch with you guys. We're having a great time. So let's really just get into it. How are you guys doing today? Doing good, doing good, you? Know? I'm doing great. Yeah, man. Fantastic.
1: Fantastic. Bye, my brother. How's you guys the weekend? It was good. It was good. We got uh, we had some errands to run. Mm-hmm. Um as I've been talking to you guys on the outside, sharing with everybody here right now. We're looking at uh, house buying or house shopping. So that was our weekend, man. We uh meeting with our realtor, we got a meeting today with the lender. There's some plans, you know. Okay, okay. let things unfold
0: really. Nice. We've got good. a big, good, a big, good. A big thing going on. Thank you. Thank you. I know you had a little bit of a hectic weekend. How did that go for you?
2: I mean, it was a crazy weekend, but the end of it, it, looks like everything is going to start coming out roses. So... I'm glad to hear it. Yeah. The whole month of February has been struggle. But it looks like March will probably be pretty good.
0: <laughs> March is going to be beautiful. March right? is going to be fantastic, man for us and for everybody. So, real quick, you know, I just want to uh, bring you guys in and let everybody know that for the first time this in this past week, you know, Wednesday I went there, performed at a poetry center for the first time. You know, the craziest experience I ever had. You know, and the craziest part of the thing I can say that what make the craziest is that it's exactly how it looks in the movie. Really like everything, from the way people dress, to the environment that's created, to just the vibe that you get from people reading their poems, it's all exactly how you see it in the movies. There's nothing different, it's great, it's, I love do it. Do people
2: clap at these
0: or do they snap like they do in the movie? So they clap, you know, I guess it's kind of more modernized now, I guess, right? far, you know, in the crowd. <laughs> so, like you snapped if you felt something while somebody was reading, but whenever it was done, you would clap. Okay. So, I guess it's not been conscious or respect aspect of it, so that way you're not distracting somebody with a super loud clap in the middle of them reading what they got to read, you know? Gotcha. But yeah, no, overall it was great, you know, and uh, I would say, for me personally, there was a lot of nerves that built up there. You know, it was crazy. And I don't think I would have had as much confidence as I did if it wasn't for like a couple people ahead of me going and reading the poems off of their phone the way I was going to. Okay. So seeing that definitely gave me like a little boost. But yeah, that was definitely Probably the most exciting thing that happened for me this past week, and you know, it was a great feeling, you know, great to get out there. I okay. was there with me, and I appreciate you for coming out. Always my man. And if you guys missed it, you know, I got the YouTube video up on the Crown Podcast channel, oh, really? so make sure you guys check that out, it's going to be lit. It's live for you guys, so I hope you guys enjoy it for real. Now, I want to
1: clap it up for you, because that, that's huge, bro. I don't want to cut you off. That was, and like you said, it's like the movies, and even just like how you can think about um, a poetry slam to be. It was it was almost like uh, surreal. Yeah. I because yeah, like, you know, you would think things would be dramatized in movies, right? And how things are played out. Right. But it's played out exactly how you think it'd be. And yeah. it was just like, Oh, how I've been here. I think we had a
0: line of fifteen. Was it? A sign of sheet with fifteen people. Yeah, was 20. It was, it was off uh Sahara and Jones this place called the Art House. Shout out to the Art House Lounge. Okay. Um, but yeah, so all right, also shout out to, I believe they was by Rel The Truth, you know, he's the host of the event, you know, he runs The Truth Spot, and, you know, The Truth Collective is a group of poets that, are, you know, get together and they travel around Vegas and travel to places and perform poetry and stuff, so, shout out to them for, you know, allowing, during that event, making that happen, sure. allowing me to go out there and perform, great experience. Do you have a future one?
2: Coming up, future plans. on doing it again. Um, so
0: they do it every Wednesday, and I do plan on doing it. Um, it's just a matter of working that out between you know both of my jobs. Like this week, I work Tuesday through Saturday at my other job, so unfortunately, I won't be able to make it this week. But the next Wednesday, I get off or can have off whenever I'm definitely planning on doing it again because it, nice. it was fun fun. Definitely let me know too. We'll we'll to show up for sure.
2: Yeah, you know, thank you, appreciate it. That <laughs> was
0: fun to sell that. Yeah, I just wanted to touch on that real quick. That was oh, yeah. just an amazing experience. You know. Yo, poetry in itself,
1: you do it, right? I mean, you're damn well good at it, that's too. Thank you. But like, bro, the emotion, even just being present, like I think that changes a lot of things, you know, and that goes for any event. But poetry, and hearing it in person, hearing what people have to say, man, the emotions are flying. I think a few of them even got me, like, hit, hit you right in the emotion, you know? Mm-hmm. Hit you right in that bone, or something just comes out of your eye, and you're like, what the hell was that?
2: <laughs> when I was younger, and, you know, I want to say late 20s. I remember Russell Simmons put on Deaf Poetry on HBO. That used to be one of my favorite shows was Deaf Poetry. Um, So, yeah, I used to love watching that. So, I guarantee you live, it's got to be one heck of an experience. Yeah, yeah, and you know, the
0: place was packed too. Oh, yeah. I think that's another thing that really got me. The place was literally, like you know, it's like a little hook alarm. So, I'm not talking like a super big venue, but, for a little bit of speech, us, like 50, 60 mm-hmm. people. Because it was like people were walking in, had no place to sit down. Like we were packed up. So it was it was great. Okay. That's one thing I've noticed, and I think is a good thing,
2: is your guys' generation much more in touch with your feelings than my generation. Mm-hmm. You know, again, still my generation. You know, we, we men especially, bottle everything up, you know? You know, again, this weekend, you know, it's, it's, my wife is going through some stuff. My father's going through some stuff. You know, everybody, hey, Joe, how you doing? I'm good. Why wouldn't I be? You know what I'm saying? It's the furthest thing from the truth. But, you know, I got to keep it together for my wife, for my dad, for my son. Everybody looks to you to be the rock. Right. You know, and so you can't, you can't fall apart. You can't do any of that. You have to just be like, all right, look, no, I'm 100% okay, and keep that mentality, you know what I'm saying? And then, you know, I, I'm sure later on this week sometimes I'll, I'll, you know, sit in my car and yell at my steering wheel, and my steering wheel understands me and, and gets me, and so, yeah, then I'll, I'll be fine and keep trucking. <laughs>
0: Speaking on that topic, you know, keep going back to the mental health thing. You know, I feel like, you know, we're creating a great platform for it. You know, I feel like we're letting a lot of people know that it is a very important thing, especially along the society of men alone. So, you know, on that topic, what do you guys say would be your coping mechanism when you're feeling down and out, like when you're completely out of it, your life feels like it's at its worse. What do you guys do to make yourself feel better in that moment? My coping mechanism is
2: I constantly tell myself this too shall pass. You know? I constantly tell myself this is not forever. It's temporary. And that helps me go, okay, look, it's, it's not forever that. I mean, it just eases my whole, it, it takes the weight off my shoulders coming to the realization, look, it's dark now, but this is temporary. And sometimes it's a bitch and it's dark for six months, but it's temporary. You know, this too shall pass. But I'm cynical in the fact that, you know, it's that way with everything. You know, when it's good and great and happy and whatever, I do know in the back of my head, all right, this this is gonna get over too. You know what I'm saying? So I remember to to enjoy the happiness a little more because I know it won't be forever as well. So I enjoy the happiness a little more and I don't dwell on the bad things because I know they're not gonna be forever. Okay. So that's my coping.
1: Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. I, like I going to talk to you. All right. Um, right. You know, my coping mechanism actually, it it used to be like violence, and not violence in that sense, but violence in I like to punch walls. I used to like hitting, getting physical anger out. Right. in any sense of a pillow, you know, wall, throwing something even. Um, and that wasn't healthy. But then it turned into like music and just uh, uh, just keeping myself in the corner. I do like to want to walk here and there, um, but I don't go on my walks uh, as like positively as I should. Right? I go out storming out of the house. Some people are very worried about me. Right? Um, but yeah, and it, it, it takes time. And, and all it is—that's the worst thing that happens in life. Honestly, is time. Time heals everything. And. Time is the only answer to all your problems in my life, at least. You know, anything, everything heals over time. Right. But it's just a matter of when. You know, and I think I should actually take that into, into consideration. You know, like you said, all, all things shall pass,
2: or right? this two shall pass. Right. Because I mean, good story. No, no, that's good music. Not, what's funny is I used to be that way when I was uh, younger mm. and punch a wall or punch a door. <laughs> and what what got me to stop was well, that wall didn't do anything. No. I'm, you know what I'm saying? I just
1: walked over with a broken knuckle. And right.
2: It. So now this wall has a hole. It didn't do anything. The wall's probably set. It's just trying to hold up your house. You know. Now he has a hole in it. Right. Trust me. Walked. He feels something. He's I think. Like, hey. He's like, hey, but I'm helping you out. Right. You know. I'm risking my body for you. Right. right. And you're just hitting holes in it. Yeah. So next time when he starts, he'll be like, oh, he he's like, no, no, no. You'll hear it. Hear I just put like, googly eyes on the wall. You know what I'm saying about?
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Byron, brother, after you take that bite down, what is, how, how do you go about it? What's your coping
0: mechanism? Honestly, you know, I would say, you know, and I don't want to make it sound like a super old man thing, but when I was younger, you know, I was definitely a better violent person. And, you know, there, unfortunately, at that point, there was no cap on it. I was hitting whatever I could from people to floors to street signs. And you know, every time, you know, there'd be so much pain inflicted on me, but it was it was the release that I had felt at that time that created some kind of clarity for me. But you know, post graduating high school, then you know when I started getting into the flow of things and actually, you know, going through that journey of finding myself learning who I am and how to accept myself for what I am and what I'm capable of doing and not what I am doing. Right. Um, you know, poetry definitely became an outlet for me. You know, um, I write, I have a collection of over 500 poems that could tell you that you have felt from a day-to-day basis. And it's all the same, you know, because I've been through, you know, I don't want to say the worst half of life, but I definitely have seen the bitter end of it. And, you know, it's hard when, you know, especially somebody like myself who doesn't like to talk to somebody and make it feel like I'm throwing my weight on somebody else when I do go to somebody else. Right. You know, it writing became that outlet for me because I can say and do and feel however I want to and there's no judgment coming back to me from the paper that I'm writing on and stuff like that. Right, right. So, it's definitely become way more helpful in a lot of things than it hurt me. You know, so, I definitely would say writing is my coping mechanism now. For sure. And speaking about writing, you got a
1: book, brother? What's our what's our due date? I can't say due date, it sounds like a baby. It is your baby. What's like, your release date, right? It's your baby. You don't want to take your time.
0: I know we said March, right? But did that change, or how are we looking at I did say March. I believe I told you guys March 16th. And unfortunately, we've had some. Uh, my difficulties, so the book will be coming out at sometime toward the end of April, or when we're set to start printing, so make sure you guys are still staying tuned for that databases, so you can find it at Publishing, it'll be on Amazon and uh, Barnes and Nobles when it becomes actually physically printed and available, so keep an eye out for that, but yeah, it's definitely still the hottest thing, because going to test the show. And we'll, we'll yeah. drop that in the link for sure. Yeah, definitely. Jump the links. be, a, be a link for sure. Joe, I have to go. I have to go. far, right, I'm sorry. Say bye to Joe, guys. Bye, Joe. Bye, guys. Yeah. Guys, check out my book titled The Faceless Love. It's going to be the hottest thing on the shelf. It'll be available on the Dorrance Publishing website. It'll be available on Amazon, Google Bookstore, and in Barnes & Noble. So make sure you guys check it out. It's a book of 41 love poems that I made together from my heart just for you guys. I hope you guys enjoy it so much. It, it means everything to me, and I hope it means everything just to you guys. Just other than that, you know, just make sure you guys check it out. You know, I really love you guys. I hope you guys love it just as much as I do. Thank you. Welcome to The Crown Podcast. The Crown, The Crown, The Crown. The Crown,
1: The Crown, The Crown. Yeah, I need more water in my life. <laughs> My husband had a drink hell of water lately. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Yeah, that water's oh. and now we're entering summer. Uh, I do. It. That's good. That's good. My boy fucking this shit up. Now, shout out to Wingstop.
0: That part. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Crown Podcast. You know, we've temporarily lost one of our members real quick. Joe had to go back to work. So, yes. Yeah, just hit you rocking with you, Byron and Stone. On the best podcast in Las Vegas. So, um, by the way, you know, we were talking a little bit earlier. You know, we were talking about dreams and shit. Like, yeah. So, um, let's get into that. You know, because you know, I was telling you earlier that I feel like when I go to sleep, you know, I don't, I don't dream. You know, I don't dream. I don't have nightmares, and I'm entering like, this, I guess, essentially a black void. Right. You know, I go to sleep and I'm not seeing anything. Right you know and i wake up and i'm not coming out of a dream or nothing like that Conscious kind of just open your eyes you know mm-hmm. it is what it is
1: that's are the best that we can get you when that happens but you do that always happens right mm-hmm. like i feel like that happens to me ah, yeah. one in ten times <laughs> but, but those i think those are the best man you just don't remember when you went to sleep don't know how you woke up but you did it <laughs> yeah it's like
0: You know, i look at it and I'd be like, damn, it's it's crazy because, you know, it's like, same time. I gotta think, like, is my head that clear, like, when I'm going to sleep? Am I doing that much throughout the day to the point where I'm going to lay down and go to sleep and when I'm actually, you know, shutting my eyes and i be this done? Mm -hmm. And, you know, I used to have this theory where I used to say things like, we die in our sleep. Like, yeah, I mean, I think you do. I think that theory stands true. I think I've heard something similar to that. And I think there's a slight truth to it, Well, because your dreams could even be just like a reflection. This is like, outside sources can tell you, yeah, you're breathing this and the third, but Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, when I close my eyes and I'm asleep, I don't know that I'm breathing. For sure. So I don't know that externally I'm out here, mm -hmm. you know, my head, I'm I'm living in a whole different, you know, dimension, and for me, it's a black space. so. Where am i going you know it's like i don't know if i'm breathing i'm not sure what's going on i know my body is where i left it kind of thing but where am i going <laughs> yeah i mean i think like a uh, man
1: I, I you said it pretty properly i think too when you know you're going to bed and your mind is just that empty you know mm-hmm. and not in a bad way but because there's nothing bothering you you know there's no stressors in your life right now and that could be a sign, you know, because that's why you're going to sleep with no dreams, not like you're know, not having any dreams. You know, you're not bothered going to sleep, you have nothing to worry about, you know? I mean, everything's on an Does that sound like what's going on? Yeah. Do you feel
0: good at where you're at right now? So, I would say yes and no. Yeah, keeping the honest aspect of things that we're doing here at the crowd. Mm hmm. Absolutely enough. Yes, you know, I'm satisfied with a lot, you know. I have, you know, for those of you guys who don't know, I'm working two jobs. You know, I got the book going, and I got this going. You know, on top of that, you know, there's our other venues that we're exploring as well. So So it's like, I love the fact that I have so much going on, but at the same time, I do wish that I didn't have this much going on, you know. I wasn't working two jobs per se, I could actually go and hang out with people, you know, have friends, you know, be able to actually live the young life that, you know, everybody's swearing that I'm living already. Right. And, you know, it...
1: Are you pretty into like murder cases and everything that, or whatever? Yeah, man, I love True
2: Crime. It's my favorite.
1: Russian one? Huh? Yeah. Did you see it No. No, I didn't either. Oh. But his trial was on early this morning. It was around like six o'clock our time. Yeah.
0: So, but I wanted to see it because he he claimed he lied to the deputies
1: that his, he didn't know that his son and wife were in the house dead. But he claims he stood it Yeah.
2: I really respect the tactic that his his defense had. He hadn't called them by their, you know, because like I call I call my son Beppo, right? But the only, the only people who really know I'm mean, in the world now know that I call my son Beppo is, is like me, right? So well, he called his son Papa as because it's Paul, right? his son's name is Paul. He hadn't mentioned that this entire case, right? Kelly took the stand and they're like, oh, refer to them as their their nicknames so we can more humanize them, show you have a better relationship. So he starts calling them by their names, you know, he calls her Mags, he calls yeah. him Papa, That's how and even the the um, prosecutor was like, Who are these people you're talking about? Right. It's like, Oh, that's my son and my wife. Right. You know, and so the media was like, I wonder how this is going to play out because it's, it's a phenomenal act. to right? yeah. uh, uh when in a case, you know, because if you draw more of a, an empathetic from the jury, they're more,
1: you know, with Right. And sometimes they don't they don't see through that they don't see through that. I'm right. intrigued on because all I've seen beforehand was the body cam footage yeah. when they
0: caught into this house, but I didn't hear about anything else. Crazy story though. Uh, Anyways, welcome back to the Crown Podcast. We are here again with another scenery for you guys. How you guys like that? We're switching it up on you guys. <clears throat> so right now we were just talking about some true crime, you know.
2: Don't do murder.
0: Don't do any crime, really. Crime is just not a move. But I mean, you especially know, murder. murder. Definitely not murder. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, quality stuff. You know, let, let us know you guys' favorite true crime stories in the comments below. Make sure you guys are staying interactive. Also, make sure you guys DM us on instagram at the podcast. we'll drop that right here for you guys make sure you guys Tune on to everything, we also got a weekly upload on Spotify and now on YouTube, so make sure you guys are staying tuned with us.
2: And we're back, because, you know, work happens. Because editing, that's how. <laughs> yeah,
0: you know we're everywhere and nowhere at the same time every day. So, I wanted to ask TV you, have you ever heard of something uh, called the underwater waterfall?
2: underwater waterfall? It's just one more service we provide no. to help you. Okay, your so there is one, right? It's
0: actually a real thing, right? off the, it's like off the coast of Madagascar, kind of on a little island by itself, and literally if you look it up, just see a picture, it looks like there's like a hole in there. Scariest thing ever, and another reason why I shouldn't go to the water.
2: No, see that's the only reason you should go to the water, because how cool would it be to see an underwater waterfall? If there's a hole in the earth, and there could be like another life forms and species down there, they could be the coolest things ever, and they just want to hang out with Byron and hear some poetry. But they don't get to do that because A, Amazon doesn't deliver down there, so they can't get your book. B, you're not going down there and letting them experience it. Be more in the water.
1: And I don't know if they can get on DorrancePublishing.com either.
2: Yeah, probably no .com's down in the middle of the water near waterfalls. But, if Byron's in the water, they can feel it through your soul.
0: But well, listen, we'll put a picture up for you guys, too, just so you change. All right, and we are back Again. Back. So, quick disclaimer before we get back into talking here. I just want you guys to know that I'm not racist. However. Yeah. Everything you just said has to be a white people die. I don't, I don't think black people have that die. You ready?
2: Total white people shit is what it is. Okay. Because. Yeah. History of the world. Hi, it's Europe. We want to see what you're about. That's all we do everywhere, right? I mean, okay, that's, fair point. That's it. Very fair point.
0: But like, so like an underwater waterfall right yeah. That's a hole in the earth, essentially. Yeah. yeah. There's no desire in my heart to want to go there. Okay, much less be in the ocean alone.
2: But think of what you're missing.
0: Nothing.
2: Yeah, because oh. you don't get to see that. I'm
1: missing death, and it lets me know I'm alive. I'm, I, but I do, I personally want to experience over there. I'm a third party in this, you know? We're talking black and whites. <laughs> at this
0: point, I've, I've heard you talk enough, but i are going to tell you with the whites.
2: <laughs> here's, here's the thing, <laughs> look, you're right. The woods, there's a bear. Like, people don't go to the woods because there's a bears in the woods, That's... right? Okay, but white people were like, what if that bear wants to be our buddy?
0: Yeah, you guys give the bear cocaine.
2: Yeah, it, Again, see? Cool ass bears. That's we've been we've been given bears coke forever. This is now polar bears. Speaking
1: about in underground waterfall though, or what is it? Underground water? Underwater. Underwater waterfall. Did you know Africa's splitting in half? Af- like there's there's a piece of Africa, I don't know exactly where. But it is there I don't know if it's earthquake caused a fat gap between two lands. Okay,
2: two things about Africa. A. The map is a liar. Africa is humongous. Like, humongous. You can fit like three United States in all of Africa. Jeez. huge, right? Secondly, uh, the Nile used to run east to west instead of north to south when the world was on its poles. And that used to be the world's breadbasket, where most of the food in the world came from. Now it's here in the US. But it used to be Africa and the Nile. Now you know stuff about Africa. And it's split in half, which Street. means
0: we to got two Yeah. So is it like gonna be Africa and Africa B? No. It's gonna Af- be Africa. Af- B Africa. No,
1: did I miss? That missed hard didn't it? That missed hard didn't? Brafika? Africa.
2: It's gonna be Af
0: and Rika. Well no A. Hey. Afro with the end of the front. I can't say
2: <laughs> that. Can't be North and South Africa because they already have a South Africa. Sure. So what it about a be New
1: in Africa, Africa? Like a New Mexico kind
2: of thing? No, nope. They'll probably just build a bridge and still keep it Africa. Yeah. Yeah, just a bunch of little
0: bridges that look like stitches. Yeah, I think they've had a enough, enough dividing. Um, yeah. I mean, the whole world is from Africa. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So I think they've had enough of splitting their people. Sure. We're just going to...
2: Well, the whole people came from that, not the whole world came from Is that it.
0: that called Pangaea? I mean, the whole world came from that. Nope. Pangaea was that? Wasn't nope. that Pangaea?
2: I mean, I mean, Canada was always Canada. It
0: was It Or was, was located in a
2: different... Well, I don't care if it was a panda bear or not. It was... <laughs> <laughs> it was still Canada. <laughs>
1: Hey,
0: hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Crown Podcast. It is the three of us here again. So today, I just wanted to bring up one more thing to you guys. You know, you know, we were talking about it briefly before you came in to join us. So, you know, I just want to talk about close friends. You know, I just feel like it's crazy. You know, the whole close friends aspect of Instagram is really a crazy thing. What is the closest friend aspect of Instagram? So basically, like, you have Snapchat, yeah? Nope. Okay. Well, on Snapchat you can create like a private story, right? Mm-hmm. And on basically close friends on Instagram is the same thing. So you can create a story, but only certain people can see it. Like, I can make a close friends, or it could be just you and Stone. And usually people create these things to post like the content they don't want their like family or everybody seeing type shit. So no, I like, so stuff. Yeah, so like the cool. booty holes. Some do, yes. some post that, some post yeah. like a bunch of like freaky quotes and stuff like that, and it's really just, it's crazy. Like I could personally say I'm in a lot of people's close friends, and it's probably because I mind my own business and don't say much, but I can't say that people are freaky. And it's a lot of females that do it mostly. Look, just, I, I, like, I honestly, when you said
2: close friends, I thought, oh, friends we've had for a while, because I only have two close friends.
0: I mean, yeah, that's
2: be how it was supposed to be used. And and my two buddies, have I've they've been my best friends since like fifth grade. Do You want them to be your close friends? I mean, I want them to be my close friends, but they not that close. They don't want to see my butthole anymore. Anymore? Oh. Hey. Yeah, I mean, you know. I
0: see you they're close, close. Our twenties were wild. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Obviously nothing like our place. I don't know if I'm down with that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So what about you, Stone? What's your take on the close friend? Yo, I I will be honest.
1: I have created three different Instagrams since being with Amanda uh, for very good reasons. Um, Reasons, one, being like that. And it's not fun. It gets you set up, you know? And even when you don't want to be. Um, I think it's worse when you're in a relationship. Because these people are probably acquaintances and associates from school or whatnot, but mm-hmm. yet they want to do some outlandish stuff like that, and it's like now I just can't even talk Can you to you. There
0: no, you're good. And there it's like
1: good. I don't know. It's what it is. Now I got one close friend, and that's my brother. That's fucking Maddie. That's a guy, and he just puts stuff up there, and that's like, and typically it's like motivational quotes, and everything,
0: which should. is dope. No, but yeah, man, it's a strange
1: world we live in.
0: The technology. So like in the relationship aspect, how did that get you caught up? Like was it just the fact of you being in the close friends, or Were you were applying to close friends? Like no, no. I mean,
1: so before, um, you know, prior relationships, it was uh, a lot more than just being a part of it. Um, one might say partaking, you know, um. and swiping up, and you know responses. Gotcha. Um, I can't say I was the best boyfriend. So <laughs> you know what I mean? I can't say I was the best boyfriend. Um, yeah, I was, a, I was a shitty person, for sure.
2: So, Mark, can you hand your
1: girlfriend your phone? Right now? I'm a hundred percent. I've, i Your whole
2: relationship?
1: Yeah, between Amanda and I? Yeah. Yes.
2: Yeah, it's, yeah, it's always been that way.
1: Yeah. yeah, I think it started at that point, like, as soon as we got into one of our first big arguments, and it was like, oh, shit, she's, like, here. And right, we're back. Um, yeah. So, so, so... so what was I saying? I you know, said Britain... Basically, you are
2: like you and Jenny has always been giving each other shit, but like... No, I've, I've been order. giving Jenny a rash of shit her entire yeah, life. Yeah, yeah, Look, so when we got together, the internet and phones... I mean, there was an the internet, but the phones weren't a thing, right? It was just like Nokia dial-up phones Pranky. or whatever, right? So I'd please pray pranks on her all the time. My favorite prank I've ever done to Jenny, and use this as much as you want, I'd take her wallet and her ID, and then I'd take like a porn mag... And I'd cut out some questionable part, and then I'd tape it over her photo, put it back in her ID. So, and she's you know always been little and younger looking, so she gets carded constantly. And so when she get carded, she'd be like, "Yeah, here's my ID." And it's just you think where <laughs> they should be. And then <laughs> That's the problem nowadays. We don't have porn bags. Yeah. <laughs> if we do, they're hard to find. It, no, any smoke shop like, has it. Yeah. Okay. But no, it's super funny to do.
0: All the time. (laughs) Okay, so on this topic, right? (laughs) So, have you guys ever been, like, has your significant other ever asked you to go into, like, the sex store? Like, just... No, but I voluntarily do it myself.
2: With your significant other or by yourself? By
1: myself. Wait,
2: it a problem. What? Browse. For stuff. 90% of toys in... in stuff for
1: men, for women. It's not for me. Nice. Right? So. Yeah. But I'll go browse and just see what we can, you know, add to the repertoire, spice things up. So
2: adding them. toys is, is, you're not
1: intimidated by that at all? No. You, are you?
2: See, I'm not either, because the, the, the more work that toy is doing, the less work I, 100%. I do. A hundred percent. Right? So, yeah, it's getting it done. I'm not Yeah, I'm, yeah she's happy, I'm stuff. happy. Yeah, I get a nap
0: okay so sorry yeah so in my perspective right my situations right so i'll be with females who like damn near be against masturbating right mm-hmm. so then when it comes down to like actually getting into it they'll bring up toys and i'll be like like what like you don't even you don't even like to please yourself so why right why get toys to add to the bedroom when you when you don't do it on your own like because they do
2: do it on their own. They just don't want you to know. That's the thing. They do. All they don't they want
1: do. us to think of them a certain way, I guess. Yeah. It's more of an image thing, I think. Yeah.
2: Really? They want think, you to think that they're not doing it, but they're doing it. Yeah. Cool. Probably more than
1: you are. For sure. I, I, yeah, it's more of an image thing, I believe. You know? Yeah. I mean, everyone has to do it. Like, it's. I don't think... You know? I don't think there's... The difference is, though, women you know, can
2: just turn it off. So like how guys have a sex drive and are like, no, hey, look, the sofa kind of moved, it's sexy. And try to bang the sofa. Trust me, you've done it. I haven't. you <laughs> I have. have not. Trust me, that's just how guys are built. However, girls, they can be like, oh, horny all the time, and then they can just be like, you know what? No more. I don't want to be horny at all
1: anymore. <laughs> that's the crazy shit. And
2: guys can't turn it off. We're just like, no, we're horny. You know, whatever. We gotta go. It we gotta matter. see through that. Yeah. I can't say I'm the same way. You are absolutely not. No, absolutely not. You are. I promise you, I'm yeah, not. If you're real horny and like, like get a chick naked and she has like three hairs on her nipple, <laughs> you're still gonna bang her, right? The said, girls like, will be like, mm, not today, Satan, and they'll walk away from it. And you you be can just shut it off, right?
0: So, like, yeah, I no, can't. There's no mm-hmm. shot. Yeah. The okay, way. hear me out though, like, cause think about it. To this day, like, I've been single for a year now, right? And I've had my encounters, yes. But it's not like I don't sit there and be like, "Oh damn, I really need to." Like this is today I have to. There's no other way. Right. Cause, you know, we all have like. The, I'm not gonna say we all because you got. Right. But that's
2: self-control. You still get horny though. I right? mean, yeah. Which, sure. Okay. Look, women have the ability to turn it off, where they don't get horny. They're just like. I well, mean,
0: like once you start. I you can. Mean, I can say that I keep myself distracted enough through the day to the point where I don't get like, as horny. But like. To completely, like, never be horny at all? Yeah. No, I can't say that. Well, no, no, I, I think I should ship in air. year. I, think I would be banging ice cream. I <laughs> just... All day long. I <laughs> have yeah, little holes in every ice cream bucket.
1: That's actually my best.
0: Mine's there holes in every ice cream. Mine's
1: there. in
0: places is. I shouldn't work. Mine's sleeping I was testing the scooper. Make sure it could go through.
1: But, yeah, no, I think... And I think what Joe... You're saying, like... You know, once it starts, like you can't, I you can't just shut it off. You know, it's not a matter of if or if you don't get horny. You know, right? No, it's when you do. Right. And the action is soon to start, and you're like, bro, I'm not. I can't just stop. You know, right? Well, like females would just be in like, the middle fem- of everything. You know, right, just but that's wrong. the thing. Females can just be like, you
2: know what? I'm tired of being horny ever again, and they can turn
0: it that's off. Ridiculous. And you're just like, look, there's never, and they're
2: like, yeah, no, never. It's, it's not a thing.
0: See, but I I think that would be a lie, too. Just the same way you guys said the whole masturbation. Like, I don't think they turn off being horny. I think think they just...
2: And if they do, then they might not masturbate.
0: And I think they're just, like, solely... Like, I think they just have that much self-control on themselves. Because, you know, like, women have a lot more respect for sex than men do. Like, we can just go fuck anything and be all right. But, like, they'd be like, oh, I'm giving my whole everything. Yeah. So, like, they're more picky and choosy. So, I think they just have more self-control to the point where it may seem like they're not horny. But, like... They're, they're just as freaky as us. hundred percent.
2: Okay, they are. But I, look, one comedian said it best. He said, sex for women is like buying a car, you know? Mm-hmm. Can I see myself in this car yeah. for a long time? Is it reliable? You know, is it going to take care of me? Um, guys look at sex as like parking a car. Mm-hmm. There's a spot. There's a spot. There's a spot. <laughs> there's
0: a spot. This one's closest. I'm parking right.
2: Yeah, that's it. So, I mean, this is the the difference
0: yeah, between sure. the two. Fair enough. But yeah, no, they definitely. I, actually, no, I know for a fact that women are just as freaky as we are. 100%. Like, just, as far as the whole sex game, like they're they're definitely into it just as much as we are. Okay. But they're just way better self control. Like, they're freakier.
2: Do you know how I know they're freakier? Peking, because they want to pay a guy, That's and they get zero gratification from that other than mental. That's crazy
0: to me. Right? But I feel or, like... No. I low-key feel like that's, like, 90% of women's, like, sexual stimulation. I feel like 10% may be physical, and the other 90% is strictly mental pleasure. Because, like, if you... Like, I don't know if you... I've probably heard it, but, like, there's women, there's women in interviews who'd be like, yeah, like, when you're in love, eight, like, two inches can feel like 10. So it's like, I, feel I like... I, yeah. that's I feel That's how like, we know Jenny's in love. Hey, here you <laughs> go, Joe. <Jeff>. You're set. <laughs> but I mean, like, yeah, like... So I think I think 90% of their like sexual satisfaction comes mentally, and the other 10% is physically, like actually physically doing the course. But like, like they say, like you got to please a woman's mental before you can get to anywhere because things, like, I feel like their stimulation is where everything is. So you got to stimulate them mentally. So that's 90% of the game, and the other 10% you're getting down actually doing dirty work. I mean, hey, you know? Uh, so hey, okay. So the Everyone. question I'm gonna bring up next week. You guys have a full week to
2: think on it. Are you gonna lay it down right Right, now? You ready? uh... Should sex and love have anything to do with
0: each other? Don't answer. Think about it for the week. All right. um, All right. You want this? Take it. Quick topic before we go out, real quick. So I wanted to bring up a topic to you guys that we had for quite some time, you know, brewing, and we never really talked about it. Um, the whole men and women being friends in relationships. Okay. So, how do you guys feel about that? Mm, I think if mm. there's...
2: I think if it's fine if there's no physical attraction. Amongst
0: both parties or just one? Uh, both parties. Has to be both parties? Mm, yeah. Fair enough.
1: not a, not a fan. A fan. this is going to be a long-winded answer I mean it does stem from I guess generational you know our generation you know us mm-hmm. when Dude, fucking way too yeah you know um, and I don't I'm not saying a man is like that at all but other people and it comes down to the fact that you can't trust other people you know unless you start to know this person then you got to become boys with this person you know and that boy is going to be your brother by the end of the relationship and at that point what relationship is going to go on between him and her you know what I'm saying I mean sure don't get me wrong Amanda has her work friends but I mean it stays at work you know it hasn't gotten out um they 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 girlfriends come over you know uh she got a guy friend at work but that you know it's strictly at work is what it is you know and at the end of the day for a relationship it comes under trust you know trust the other person they trust you you trust them you're gonna come back home and see the other person you know if you don't if they have other motives and they have other feelings hey you can't you know you can't do much about it you know it's not it's the, You can't blame yourself, right? It, it's literally what they want to do. You can't change it. Um, but yeah,
0: I'm not a fan. It's going to be... <laughs> it's a long-winded answer. Where you at? Um, in the situations I've been in, I've never had a female who can have male friends and behave themselves at the same time. But, however, I will say that I'm not... I'm not a guy to be like, oh, no, you can't have male friends. Sure. You know, like, I... I don't trust people and when I get into a relationship it's extremely hard for me to gain that trust to people, which is probably why a lot of my relationships may fail. But at the end of the day, like when it comes to platonic friendships, I've never had a female engage in such. So it's like they can't it seems like I don't know if it's just a generation real I don't know if it's the women I'm choosing or what the case may be, but everybody seems to wanna be Everybody wants to go that extra step at some point because something may go wrong. And you know, so unfortunately I can't see the loyalty there for me to believe in it. Okay. But I don't doubt that one day I will be able to find somebody who will be able to respect me enough to have a platonic relationship, friendship with other people. So that's kind of where I sit on that. Like I definitely feel like it's possible and you know, I don't know if both parties per se have to have that no attraction kind of thing. Or, you know, just one of them have to have it for it to be a complete shit show, you know. I also don't know if my in my past situations if it's been like that. Like one side's been, you know, constantly applying pressure while the other one's like, no. And then eventually they gave in kind of thing. You know, I've never been able to really be in those shoes to judge that perspective and where that's coming from. But I will say that I do believe they can be friends. But the respect for the relationship in which either one of them has, has to be there. Because if sure. that's not there, then the entire friendship's going to be wasted. And it could it could be easily mistaken. You know, kindness
1: could be mistaken for flirting mm-hmm. or hating on somebody, you know? As as little as buying somebody lunch as they can't today. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I can buy a female lunch. A man can buy a guy lunch. Depending on how, how they take it, bro, I'm just eat food. You need to eat too. I'm looking yeah. out for you, but... You know, which way am I trying to sleep with you right now? You know what I'm saying? But that's, that's where, you know. But well, I think that's being human. Yeah.
2: Just buying someone lunch, you're just being a human being. Yeah, For sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, I'd buy anybody lunch right. if, if I knew that male, female, it doesn't matter. Right, right, right. You know? And, and we didn't even have to be friends. You know what right. I'm saying? So I think that's just like a human element. Yeah. And, um, but I'm, I'm talking about like going, hanging out, doing things, mm-hmm. just you guys, you know? Um, hey, like, you know, hey, I'm going to go hang out with my friend you know i think it can it can happen if you know i, I think there has to be zero physical attraction because one party if there's a physical attraction there one party's always going to want more you know what i'm saying yeah. um, so i think the only way it can happen is is yeah if there's no no physical
0: attraction oh i don't think females think about it from our perspective where it's like if we try to have them I wouldn't necessarily say stop, but, like, prevent them from being friends with a certain somebody because we know, like, from a guy's thoughts, we know the guy's perspective of that aspect. Like, a guy can't pay the friend's card up until the point where they'll wait until the woman's relationship fails no matter how long it may be to step in those guys' shoes. You know, there's always that one guy, and we know because all of us have been that guy at one point. You know, I don't think females think about it from that perspective, and they don't draw light to that, where it's like, okay, maybe he's thinking because he's been in issues. Like, at the end of the day, we were all that friend that applied that much pressure up to the point where we got into a relationship. So we know the steps, and we know what it takes, and, you know, not to say that it's easy, but, like, we know what it takes to get to our significant other. Yeah. So when we see other people picking up on these notions and these actions, and we try and stop it, because we know, like, we're just trying to prevent that attraction from being created, but... At the same time, it's like, a piece of me feels like we shouldn't have to try to prevent that relationship from happening, you know? I feel like the same thing I was just saying, like, the respect should be there to the point where I shouldn't have to go through that for the preventing to where you should recognize that this is what's going on, because, you know, it seems like they just love to act oblivious to the fact
1: Mm.
0: of a man trying to get at them. But however, they'll be on 10 to the point where any women, your DMs can say hi, and oh, yeah, she wants to get it, she's dead. Okay, so I'm obligated to listen to you, but when I'm trying to give you that same perspective from the other foot, it's, you know what I'm saying, like, it's, it's kind of strange, so it's definitely a, definitely a, it's definitely a circumstantial topic, yeah. let's put it like that. Like, it's a touchy-feely topic, yeah, you know? If you guys have the respect for each other, you can definitely pull it off, if not, then it's never going to be there, you know? Yeah. So I feel like that's just where that's at. All right, guys, that's it. We are now wrapping up the Crown Podcast. Aww. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Make sure you guys follow us on Instagram. We'll drop it right here. The thecrown.po- Crown.podcast. The Crown.podcast. Uh, Instagram? Yeah. At
1: the Crown Podcast. At the crown dot Podcast. You're right.
0: The crown dot Podcast. Yes. We'll make sure that's given there for Canadian you. Canadian
1: Panda Bears.
0: Yeah. What Joe said. Um,
1: also, we're dropping Byron's book. We're gonna drop the publishing website. We'll drop our personal Instagrams if you want that. Yo, we got things lined up. We got business Instagram, personal Instagrams. We got your book. Yeah. We got men. Links are coming. They're at
0: the bottom. Go ahead and check it out. Everything coming out for you guys. One right after the other. So make sure you guys stay tuned with us. Spotify link, YouTube's every week. Make sure you guys are staying with us. We love you guys. We appreciate you for joining us again today. Thank you guys so much. I hope you guys have a great week and I hope you guys are staying phenomenal the way you guys always are. We love you, thank you.